Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas. There's a big event coming to town that you don't want to miss. It involves a couple of great entertainers from the past, a great cause, and a location that you should see whenever you can. Well, more about that in a moment. Later in the show, you'll take a trip to Spinetti's Gaming Supplies, where you can get anything you want for gaming, including some great collector's items. Also on today's show, your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of Vital Vegas, says Vegas has more in common with a small town than what you might think. The Platters! Great guest. You want to talk about multifaceted. This guy's done everything from sing, from a great group from the past, a firefighter. He's out raising money. A wonderful guy. His name is Frank Pizarro, and he's here to talk about not only his great career, but also something he and our good friends over at the Portnoy Gallery are putting on. It's on Sunday, October 16th. And it's the Firefighter Memorial Transport Foundation, and Frank's going to be there. Well, Frank, great to have you on. First of all, you've dedicated your life to this, right? As a for- as a firefighter, you feel these folks, I mean, they really are heroes. There's no question about it. And it's kind of easy for us to forget about them, and you're not going to let us do that. Absolutely not. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me, Steve. And um, it's uh, it's been a long road, and... My life has always been based on service, so uh, it just was a no-brainer for me once I uh, retired from service. Well, let's talk a little about this event, first of all. It's at the Portnoy Gallery, which is a great place. I tell people, you know, if you have any interest in really unique art, you go there. Neil is a great guy. He'll talk to you for hours. Wonderful. Uh, Dorothy, uh, his wife, is fantastic, too. So people should just go out for that reason. But at this thing, I understand there's going to be a new album CD release from the great Little Anthony. Uh, tell us about that. That's really exciting. Yeah, well, Little Anthony uh, has a fan in Billy Joel, actually. And uh, he is not just... Uh, Little Anthony is just not just an oldie singer. He has he's a very multifaceted uh, entertainer, and he tries different music and and these are songs that he picked out that speak to him and his life. And so those are the songs that he picked from uh, the Billy Joel catalog. And so uh, that CD uh, was put together by Mike Miller and some people back home and and uh, Stevie Dunham here with. Uh, 
Street Corner Entertainment. They got together and they got this project finished up and ready to, for the masses to hear. Well, and I think it's really interesting, the Billy Joel, Little Anthony connection, because I don't remember the name of it right now, but there was a particular album I remember. I loved it. It was the Billy Joel put out that was kind of a tribute to it's kind of the doo-wop guys that he grew up with. And I guess Little Anthony was a part of that. Yeah, he's a big fan of Little Anthony's, and, and Little Anthony loves him. And it's just a, a great combination. You got to go to this thing because there's going to be that. There's going to be a big red fire truck on site used for transport, food, music, fun, drawings, lots of good stuff. And admission is actually complimentary. However, I would suggest a donation is in order to the Firefighter Memorial Transport Foundation. So let's first talk about you as a firefighter, Frankie. Uh, you did that for 21 years in, uh, of course, the, the great New York city of New York where firefighters, uh, everybody remembers, just how important they are. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, as a little kid, you grow up in the streets of New York and a lot of other places, and, and who doesn't want to be a cop or a fireman? So uh, I took the test for both, and I decided on being a fireman. And I, I visited as a, as a young guy a local firehouse, and it just turned me on to it. And I followed that dream until I finally joined up and did my uh, almost 22 years of service. They were our heroes and needed to be a cop or a fireman. Are you worried we're starting to lose a little of that in the culture right now? Because, quite frankly, uh, life could be really miserable. The quality of life's going to drop a lot if you don't have those great people serving you. Well, I think there's a mentality that's going on now um, and that we need to get back to is is service. And we have to have those people who sacrifice themselves for others. And uh, I, I think you're correct that we are pulling away from that. And it's these kind of things like what I'm working on and what a lot of people are doing to kind of bring a spotlight back onto those things. Well, now you were one of the guys that responded to 9-11, and we all remember that awful day. Can you just talk a little about that? And, and really, the important part is, you know, after you, you got done, it probably changed your life in the fact that you saw these people that you loved, you saw some of them die, and you also saw the dedication that people brought to the job. Did, does it stand in uh, just how important a first responder is? Well, they they do things that other people don't you know, well, we're running in and we're running towards danger. Folks are running away and people have to remember that, you know, it's always nice to say thank you for your service, but it's more than that. You know, we're taking chances and we're risking our lives, our families, well-being. And, and it's, it's, it's not for everybody. It takes a special kind of crazy (laughs) to do those kind of jobs, but it's, it's a love that you have to have. For it, it's not something that you do if if it's not really what you do, yeah. and so uh, I, I really think that people need to spend a little bit more time recognizing that and realizing that it's it's a sacrifice in a, in a bigger way than they think. And sometimes you're right; it gets taken for granted because you know it's just something that happens, and it, and we know it. We know that cops exist and firemen exist, and this is what they do. And it really doesn't affect them until it affects them. Well, and I think it's interesting reading through some of your stuff and what have you. And we'll tell people, well, let's tell them right now. What's your, uh, I know you've got a great website. I've been there, but why don't you tell people where they can find out more? 
Well, they can find out more and donate at firefightermemorialtransport.org. That's firefightermemorialtransport.org. And everything is there. There's photographs. There's our story. There's our vision statement. There's uh, some some press videos. And there's uh, pictures and videos of some of the uh, the uh, escorts that we've done for people. Also, we're working on, a, on other things. It's not just firefighters. We do it for police officers, and we do it for veterans. Right now, we're currently fundraising to uh, pick up a Humvee, an official one, battle scarred that that's been that we're going to fix up to carry the remains of veterans and just so you know we don't just do that we we uh, supply services and finance to the widows we do scholarships for their children to go to school we do things for the community like cold drives and school supplies and thanksgiving meals and all those kind of things it's kind of a one-stop shop in the memory of the heroes that have sacrificed themselves. Back with more from Frank Pizarro, who served as a firefighter for the Fire Department of New York City for over 21 years. Frank was also the lead singer with the legendary recording group The Platters for several years. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchi. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today and learn about the latest CGM technology. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And if you have Medicare, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Plus, get free shipping, and we'll bill your insurance company for you. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Paid for by U.S. Medical Supply. Call 800-273-2295. That's 800-273-2295. Again, 800-273-2295. That's 800-273-2295. Boy, man, I had a rough night's sleep. Boy, I got a letter from the IRS yesterday and I I just couldn't sleep. Man, I'm, I'm dying here. Somebody help me. IRS problems affect more than just your finances. If you're ready to take back control of your life and you owe more than $10,000, you need to call the tax doctor. Their expert staff can immediately protect you from the IRS and state collectors and get you the best possible tax settlement guaranteed. The IRS has recently released new programs geared in helping struggling taxpayers, where you may qualify to settle your tax debt and wipe out up to 85% or more of what you currently owe. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor right now. See if you qualify to pay less. Call 800-511-6983. That's 800-511-6983. Again, 800-511-6983. That's 800-511-6983.
Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Frank Pizarro, who was a firefighter in New York and was amongst the first responders to 9-11 who assisted with search, rescue, and recovery. Frank was also the lead singer of The Platters for several years. Well, the other part of this is, too, as you go through all your stuff, I sense a theme, which I really like. It's not, like you said before, not every, it's not for everybody. Not everybody can go run into a burning building or whatever, and that's okay. The idea is you almost present almost like a partnership. Like, we need to help each other. We need to fund these people. We need to get these people in there, and we got to take care of people that do get hurt because that they do. That's the very nature of the job. So we're a part of this, too, right? Yeah, fighting fighting fires and 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 catching bad guys is not just about the people that do that. It's about the people that support them as they do that. Because we can't do that without the support of the community and without the support of of our families and and all of that is if not equally sometimes more important. Because, you know, it's, it takes a lot out of those of us who do those jobs, but the jobs of the support is just as important. And, and people have to realize that that, you know, they are part of the team when they donate, when they volunteer their time. Because, you know, two or three of us can't do this by ourselves. We're always open to volunteers. We need people who want to support and, and help out. There's always space for that. You know, just so you know, as far as a charity goes, and not a lot of charities can say this, we don't take salaries. Everything that comes in goes towards the charity and to service those who have sacrificed themselves and their families. And the other thing you do, this guy doesn't just fight fires, he sings. And in fact, <laughs> let's go back, you were one of the lead singers, and you got to explain this, because you, the platters, and I love the platters, we're going to talk about that, but... How did that work? Because I know there's more than one group of platters. So tell us how not, that. No, 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 not anymore. Not anymore. They used to be. They, they, there's a whole lot of lawsuits and litigation that's happened, but they've kind of whittled it down to the one official trademark holder. And and those who are still lingering out there, they better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, I love the platters. I remember the first time I really heard it was on an American Graffiti album, and the wow. song "Smoke." Yes, yeah, "Smoke Gets in Your Eyes" and. Okay, so you do that because uh, I have tried to sing that song like in That's one karaoke. Of my favorites. Yeah, and I can't do it, so I gotta really admire you, you know. But that is a great song, which which leads me to the thing. First of all, it's a very romantic song, and before you even get into that, did you used to, uh, you know, when you would go out in your dating days, you know, did did you do that, or who did you listen to? <laughs> well, see, I'm an old soul, so I listen to all the old stuff, you know, the Sinatras and the Victimone and. Jerry Vale and all of those kind of things. And then you have groups like the Platters and Little Anthony Imperials and all of these old things that, you know, I, 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 my parents, my, my father sang opera, my mother sang in choirs. And I, you know, I, I listened to those stations, you know, those stations that have the host that's like really monotone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this next, this next tune was made on the, and wow, they, you know, half asleep, but the music is timeless. And so, you know, that's what I was raised to. You know, I was a six-year-old kid who had an eight-track tape of the platters, and I listened to that thing until it broke. And, and that's what really spurred me to sing. And so to get an opportunity finally to get called by one of the original members to sing for him, you know, it's like full-circle dream. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, they were... Um 
brought into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame back in, what, 1990, I think. Were you out That's there correct. in Cleveland for that? No, I, I wasn't out there for that. I wasn't out there for that in 1990. What was I In 1990, I was in Iraq. Oh, gee, okay. Two tours of duty with the military, yeah. I understand you sang with James Ingram, uh, Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand, yeah. Patti LaBelle, yeah. yeah wow, yeah. The, the Temptations, the Four Tops. So you have one of those, you know, you've got one of those great voices that can kind of cross over into R&B and so forth. I, I, I just like music in general. This I like all genres. You know, there's certain things I don't like to listen to in those genres, but I listen to everything because it just, you know, expands your knowledge and in the knowledge it helps you to perform better. So I'm open to listening to everything. And you also are one of these people that sing the national anthem. You sing it well. It's kind of a tough song though, isn't it? It's, 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 if you start on the wrong key, that's pretty much the death sentence for you. So, so it's, it's not, it, no, it's not easy. It's a minute and 20 seconds and it's a do or die kind of song. So, and you do it in New York primarily, you know, the Mets, the Rangers, the Yankees. And I know those those fans are, they have high standards when it comes to that. If, like you say, if you hit the wrong note, they're going to let you know it. They sure do. And, and a lot of people don't know that that big note happens actually twice during the song. It's not just the last note at the end. It's not the, just the the free. It's, it's Rocket's Red Glare is the same kind of note up there. So. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, and I've, I've gotten to sing it actually all over the United States. I've sang it every year here for 9-11 since I retired, so. Yeah, and that's important because that song means a lot of people. I remember all of a sudden when that happened, nobody was laughing or what have you. Everybody really uh, realized that's an important song because it, it really helps bring us together as a country. Yeah, and that's what we're, that's what we're kind of missing right now. You know, there was a time when, the subjects of of religion and politics really were not were not a thing. It's not something you talked about. And then all of a sudden it became us and them. And that's what we have to get away from. You know, it shouldn't take a 9-11 or something like that to cause everybody to come back together and be one. This is the United States of America, and we have to get back to those kind of things and and be okay that if, you believe one way and I believe one way, we can have those conversations and then still break bread and love each other. And that's, that's where I'm kind of hoping, you know, and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that happens. Well, you're right. And, and I think the other part is, regardless of where you stand kind of in the political sense, when, when, when firefighters or for that matter, you know, people in war and so forth, when they, when they fall to sacrifice, you believe really they need to be honored to the highest degree possible because you, you can't you can't forget what they did. No, and the thing is, you know, you might have a problem with a guy, but when a person sacrifices their lives, that tr- that goes over everything. That is that is the ultimate. So, you know, um, when a person sacrifices their lives for other people, that you have to honor those folks because they've earned it. And it's not about the character they had, but that they gave that yeah. ultimate sacrifice. And so that we, we, we have to put everything else aside. That's what's the most important. Well, and talk about it. You retired. Was that, uh, I understand that had something to do with what happened in 9-11. Is that right? Yeah, I, I got out. Um, actually, I was, I was taken off full duty because of some stuff that was found during, uh, during my uh, 
physical due to 9-11. So now I just, uh, and, and when I got, when I retired, I was bouncing off the walls trying to find something to do. And I thought, well, why not continue with service? And because it's what I know. So that's what led me to, to do this. Back with more from Frank Pizarro, who served as a firefighter for the Fire Department of New York City for over 21 years. Frank was also the lead singer with the legendary recording group The Platters for several years. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Hey everybody, this is Sam Riddle and you are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Frank Pizarro, who was a firefighter in New York and was amongst the first responders to 9-11, who assisted with search, rescue, and recovery. Frank was also the lead singer of The Platters for several years. Your uh, fellow firefighters, when you retired and so forth, were they excited of what you planned to do? Because it was a way where you could kind of keep be involved and, and go to that next step where you can still contribute. Well, I didn't even know when I, when, when I got out that this was what I would be doing. So um, it, t- it took some time to just kind of veg to finally decide that I missed it, first of all. I missed serving and that... I wanted to serve those who served. And so that's really what we do. We serve those who served and their families. And, you know, ultimately the person who served really is not going to see the honor, but his family will. And they'll see that his service was honored and respected and uh, not for nothing that people do remember. And, and, and they give them a pride and for the children to see that their parent, uh, gave that much so well let's talk about people that might want to get into firefighting i think it's a great career uh what is the you know you were talking before you got to be the right kind of person if somebody's thinking about that what what do they need to think of first and what's the best uh, ticket to you know becoming a firefighter well there's a lot of physical training that you need to do and prepare for because it's a very hard physical job and then you have to really think about because there's a saying that we have you find yourself in the hallway which means when you're in the hallway and there's flames all over or it gets black from the smoke and you can't see anything that's when you realize that the job is for you because it's 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 real uh romantic and all of this stuff to be a see the firemen coming out of the fire and fighting fires that's all great but you'll realize what you're made of at that moment but uh, otherwise, you, there's books to study, you know, uh, depending on what state you're in and what department you're with. And you do your, you do your physical fitness and all that. And you'll, those are things that you'll have to endure when you do go to put a test. You'll have to take the physical and you have to take a psychological and you'll have to uh, do the written. And then it's, it's very competitive. You know, only the top bunch actually make it in because so many try to get it, so. 
Yeah. Well, the psychological part is interesting because that is one of those things. You can be in perfect shape. You can, you know, be able to match that. You can be real smart. But I, I guess it gets back to, like you say, going in that hallway. There's a there's a, a light switch that's got to go on, and if it doesn't, you can not only, you know, put yourself in, a, of course, a lot of danger, but you put everybody in danger with that. So it's really important to get at that before you get too far into the process, I would think. Right, and it's, and then some of them do get by, but they they get found out really quickly, and yeah. a lot of times and a lot of times they'll kind of bow out on their own. And, you know, and, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, it, no, not at all. Right, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. There's other ways to serve too. It's just absolutely. I think that's a good thing. As you look into the future now and so forth, what do you got? You going to keep going around the country doing this? Is this is this your life's calling for the for the time being anyway? And uh, I think so. I think I think uh, serving those who served is what I'm doing. Uh, I want to provide this service not only here but around the country. Um, uh, I also have in mind to under the umbrella of the firefighter memorial transport. You know. Uh, Nevada is the only state now that doesn't have a fire museum. And so that's one of the things I'm looking to take into. It'll do fire safety training for the kids. It'll provide training facilities for the local departments. It'll have uh, a a memorial garden that'll have walls like the Vietnam Wall that'll list all the fallen. And there'll be displays and there'll be vintage trucks and there'll be a 9-11 exhibit and all those kind of good things. It'll have a, a theater in order to do ceremonies and graduations and, and fundraising events. And that's 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 the other side of the coin for the Firefighter Memorial Transport and what I'm looking to do. Yeah, and I think Las Vegas really needs to appreciate the, the importance of the firefighter because you look at it, all these tall buildings with lots of people in them and so forth, uh, it, it's not easy anywhere, but it's one of those things like New York City where, boy, it's important, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> but, but I just want everybody to know that Firefighter Memorial Transport was called that initially because that was my initial thing because of the life I lived, but it quickly became not just for firefighters, but for police officers and veterans, being that I was a veteran as well. So uh, that that's really, I want to keep that in the forefront that, you know, all the services are going to be honored through this organization. And once again, you know, if anybody wants to come out to that event, please do. That is going to be a big deal. The, the great Pete Neal and, and Dorothy and, and Ron and all of these people are fantastic and they've allowed to have their space open to us to help us bring awareness to the foundation and what we do. You got to go to it. It sounds like a great event. Food, fun, and music, celebrities, drawings, you know how Neil is, a fire truck transporter <laughs> on display, so much more. Save the date. So it's Sunday, October 16th at 2 p.m. at the Portnoy Gallery, which is worth the trip just on its own. It's a great place to go. It's at 1537 West Oakley at Western. Not that hard to find. It's near the Arts District, an appropriate place. And for more information, you call the gallery at 702-685-2929. That's 702-685-2929. And Frank, also tell them how they can follow you online. What's the best way to do it? Well, to follow me online, I'm on Facebook, at Frank Pizarro. I also have my entertainer page. That's uh, Frankie Pizarro. Uh, the website for the 
charity again is, or for the foundation rather, is firefightermemorialtransport.org. I also have my own at frankiepizarro.com. And we're available on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can come to the website anytime. You can leave a message. You can make your donations straight there. And it's easy, quick, and safe to do so on our website. And once again, we need for you to come out to that event so you can see who we are, tell your friends to come out uh, and volunteer and donate and have fun and enjoy the gallery to see all that fantastic art. And let's see where the future brings us. Absolutely. That's Sunday, October 16th. Sounds like a lot of fun. 2 p.m. Thanks, Frank. Really enjoyed meeting you and chatting with you today. Thanks for having me, bro. Have you been Portnoyed yet? Well, you should be. What does that actually mean, Neil Portnoy? You send me a photograph, and I do a realistic cartoon caricature. Realistic looks just like you, and then I cartoon the body. How do we get information we want to get Portnoyed? Uh, you can call the gallery at 702-685-2929 or on social media, Facebook, Portnoy Gallery, artist Neil Portnoy, Neil Portnoy, idroppeople.com, and probably about six other places that, at my age, memory is the second thing that goes. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchie. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Let's go tonight. Right now. Let's go to Vegas. We'll stay up all night. Let's go to Vegas. Let's get away. Are you being audited? And do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The tax doctor is here to help you negotiate a lower tax bill. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts. But you can stop these IRS actions. The tax doctor will fight for you using industry secrets that can stop any IRS actions, eliminate penalties and interest, and reduce your past tax bill so you pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor now for a free IRS audit emergency review. Call 800-515-4956. That's 800-515-4956. Again, 800-515-4956. That's 800-515-4956. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. Call right now. 800-267-1806. 800-267-1806. 800-267-1806. That's 
You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. When you come to Las Vegas, a lot of times you want to go home with some souvenirs. And you can go to the gift shops, and that's all fine. But if you want some really great stuff, I'm talking about cool, vintage Vegas stuff. Have we got a surprise for you? This place is unbelievable. It's called Spinetti's, and it's in uh, Las Vegas, just outside of downtown over on Commerce Street. And with us is our good friend Chris Yadnick, who is CY Interviews. We've had him on many times before, but we're talking today about gaming supplies and when i say gaming supplies i'm talking about great stuff chris what a cool place to come you guys have just about everything don't you we literally do have collectibles from a variety of different casinos but if you're somebody who just wants to buy a standard pack of cards we can also do that as well chips layouts you name it we have it as far as gambling supplies goes but if you're a serious collector this is the place to come if you love casinos from the past and present well let's talk about the collectibles because i was shocked now I knew some people that had some casino chips, and every now and then you'll see people keep them from when they were here. They didn't forgot the tournament and stuff. But I'm telling you, you can find everything here. And what fascinated me, Chris, was apparently this is a big thing because you got books out there. Some of these chips can be hundreds of dollars depending on where they come from. Do you get everybody coming in, and is there a constant lookout for the the hard-to-find chip? There's always people um, who are looking for different things. Some people collect casino regular chips. Some people collect specific roulette chips, which are a different size. So we've got everything coming in here. We have this ongoing uh, group of collectors who will come in sometimes a few times a month or a few times in the calendar year, and they just love looking for the stuff. So, you know, in our showcase here at Spinetti's Gaming, we have the biggest showcase of thousands of obsolete chips and from all casinos past and present I mentioned you again there are different people who've got different interests so to answer your question some people are collecting from one casino and looking to collect things from from one casino all types of items and then there are people who are trying to collect a chip from every single casino past and present maybe of a single denomination or maybe all denominations listen um, what we do here at Spinetti's Gaming Supplies is that we have got the the antiques the collectibles the history of Las Vegas and for the places that are no longer here what is left what is left is the items that were used in the casino and that's literally it so you know there are people who have been coming to Vegas for 30, 40, 50 years and, you know, they remember the Stardust or they remember the Sahara, you know, or they remember the Riviera and they're not here anymore. And so the way that they get to remember those kinds of things is by buying a casino chip or buying a pair of dice or buying a playing hard set. A couple more quick questions. First of all, if you mentioned uh, just before that people try to come and sell you stuff. So if somebody has something they don't want anymore, but they think it might be of interest, is that something you'll look at stuff as uh, as people are interested yeah we just um we just bought some stuff from the riviera last week if it's something of interest i want to mention to your to your listeners also you know obviously you know a lot of people get to come to vegas and this show is dedicated to the great things in las vegas but if for whatever reason you don't think you're going to be able to make it here or you want to buy gifts before the upcoming holiday season we also do have our website which all of our items are on our website, um, Spinetti's, S-P-I-N-E-T-T-I-S.com. Or you can go to PokerChips, the number 4U.com. And as well, if you have any questions, um, call us at 702-362-8767. Again, 702-362-8767 if you're interested in buying stuff. Um, but you're absolutely right in that regard. I mean, we will definitely, um, we will definitely, um, if you've got something that we're interested in, we are willing to buy it. If you have some Vegas memorabilia that you want to get rid of. 
do you see the possibility of maybe at some time, although this is a big place, even getting bigger as things go on? Because, uh, you know, collecting is such a big thing here in Las Vegas with this sort of stuff. We are very excited to tell you this, Stephen, and this is um, going to be some news that if people haven't been here recently, um, they wouldn't know. The street levels and the construction here are changing in downtown. And when you exit downtown with a car, this is the exit you go out of now and you pass us on the right. Um, We are getting more traffic over here. We are getting more cars over here now. So we are very excited about all of those things. Additionally, as you know, the Raiders are coming to town. Hockey is about to begin here. And we know that this level of downtown, which again is less than a mile away from the Golden Nugget, less than a mile away, you walk over here on South Commerce street you'll see our place you'll see a lot of other businesses and you know what also there's a lot of cool restaurants and a little bit farther down the road over here is there's a bunch of other antique stores as you're on your way making your walk over to the stratosphere so listen come over and see us you know uh, go on our website spinetti's s-p-i-n-e-t-t-i-s.com or you can go to poker chips at number four both of them take us to our website or call at 702-362-8767 we'll be happy to answer your questions but yeah we are so excited about how things have changed over here there's a lot of construction going on and it's been very beneficial to us and we only see it growing and we are going to be here for the long term this business has been almost in business for almost 20 years there's a great wonderful man who's got a huge collection his name is mike spinetti that's why the business is named spinetti's and um you know he has a passion for the rare casino chips that you know span almost over 100 years and he's got an amazing collection of stuff well, thanks again. Maybe we'll have hockey pucks the next time we come down here. And uh, by the way, Chris is absolutely right. The, the furniture district's down here, uh, arts district. There's really a lot there, and it's just kind of a continuing renovation of uh, Las Vegas. Thanks, Chris, for being with us. Really enjoyed chatting with you today. Stephen, as always, Spinetti's Gaming Supplies. Look at it online, and uh, always great to be with you, my friend. This is where Vegas history is. And guess what? I also want to say very quickly, people can actually come in here and feel the items also, which, you know, you feel something from 50 or 60 years ago, it brings back a great memory. How does your Vegas insider, Scott Robin, find out what's really happening in Vegas? Well, Scott says it's because Vegas isn't what you think. Vegas is still a very small town. Explain what that means, because we're we're talking plus two million people, and yet I I sort of get it. The people that make the decisions around here, it's a small group. Yeah, it's... um it's interesting because every once in a while, I will share a rumor about a person or a place or a thing. Without fail, people will chime in, and I don't even have to give the real scoop because Vegas is such a small town. The rumor mill and the just there is a core, especially in the casino industry. I don't know if this is true of like the dentistry industry, but in the casino industry, people know the players. So I will say... Um, we, you know, there's this nefarious character doing this, and I will not say the name. And five people will chime in and give the exact name that I'm talking about. So it's um, a, a sensitive area, but the Me Too movement, Vegas has seems to be impervious to the fact that it is a, it is rife with people doing just bad behavior. Steve Wynn took the brunt of it, but it's happening at every casino. Every business has these folks, right? So I'll drop in this hint of like, well, you know, this executive who's moving to this new uh, hotel casino has a little bit of a reputation. Everyone will chime in with the exact name of this 
uh, tend to be kind of like scoundrels, I guess would be the fun way to say it. But it's also true just in terms of personalities. Shows have certain reputations. And I don't even have to say it. It is a small town. Word gets around. Um, that's where I get a lot of my scoop is the fact that it's always one degree of separation from the actual, from a boardroom dis discussion that's confidential. It's one degree of separation because it's a small town. Ultimately, uh, the scoop comes down from one or one or two kind of centralized sources, like I'm gonna take credit for being one of those, and almost universally, there's 10 people that can back it up because they've all either seen it or they've heard about it firsthand. Ask a cocktail waitress, anything you wanna know, she knows everything. Every food and beverage manager knows everything. They know all the players, they know, they because it's a, it feels like a small town place. I know there's pro sports and there's, you know, there's billions of dollars involved in, in the kind of business side of Vegas, but ultimately it's people and people talk and it's a gossipy town and I love it because I love the gossip and the scoop and I bring it to you, Stephen Maggi at Vegas Never Sleeps. I bring it to you second. I got to say my Twitter account gets it first, but you get it second. Thanks, Scott. For a great look into the daily activities in Las Vegas, check out Scott's site. It's vitalvegas.com. Please follow Vegas Never Sleeps on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas Never Sleeps. Las Vegas, here we go! Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. Call 800-923-8625. That's 800-923-8625. 800-923-8625.